Welcome back to Steam-Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 63, Vagrant Song 2, Hobo Agogo. <sighs> so sad that didn't get on the recording. <laughs> I don't want to go back to work. All right. Hey, welcome back to Steam-Powered Scoundrels. We got a very special recording today. We're not actually going to be talking about Malifaux. We're going to be talking about something else, which is super exciting. What? Yeah. Uh, so, so, because it is super exciting, you will listen to the entire thing and then spend any amount of money we tell you to spend because you love us. <laughs> and because we've been training for this for a long time. <laughs> All right, let's go through our guests. First up, we've got a couple of regular faces. We got Roman. Hello. Nate. Hi. Victoria. I don't think I count as a guest. Fair. Sorry. But you're still you should here. should be. I am. I am. Yes. All right. And we've got one very special guest. I will let him introduce himself. Take your time. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle. Uh, I make games for weird games. Came back, everybody. We found ourselves a Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they let me out of the basement mm-hmm. this time. <laughs> I actually forgot about that joke. We gotta bring it back. <laughs> How did you forget about the basement joke? Because we have so many callback jokes, eventually something's gonna fall off the shelf. Okay, fair. <laughs> to the basement. Ugh. Into the basement. That's how I ate for months. So. Yeah, no, there's there's tons of food in in the basement. That's no problem. Kyle's been eating our jokes that keep falling off and landing in the basement. That's how he subsists. I Bad thought it jokes. was all just ski down there. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's enough there's enough carbs in that to really sustain you. Oh crap, Roman left. I'm assuming he said something. Back. I just didn't notice. Yeah, I assume something cat related. I always I forget that people yep, are not going to be able to see this, and so we I like pointing out <laughs> things that they're never going to be able to see. It's really great. It's immersive. But anyways, uh, back on topic. We are here for a very particular interview with Mr. Kyle talking about Vagrant Song, specifically a Kickstarter coming up. Um and I'm pretty sure he's practiced this speech and given this speech many, many times before, so I'm just going to let him go through it. Give us your spiel on exactly what's happening. Uh, I I haven't practiced a speech. Uh, oh. So let's just go with it. Okay. Let's, let's do it live. <laughs> uh, so Vagrant Song Encore is the upcoming expansion that we're putting out on Kickstarter. Um, and we're going to be doing that. It's kind of the the meat and bones of, of it all. Um, but we're also doing another expansion as well called Off the Rails. Um, Encore is going to have all sorts of new stuff. It's going to have a new chapter to play, and uh, a new game mode, uh, save your soul scenarios, and a bunch of really fun bells and whistles like smoky bones and uh, generic coins. <coughs> and then Off the Rails is kind of the replayability expansion uh, mixed in sort of with hard mode. You're, it's going to be a, a more intense experience each uh, each scenario, but you're going to get a little bit more gameplay out of it, a little bit, uh, a little bit of surprises here and there, some lore, and devious deeds in Off the Rails, which are the objective uh, cards in the game. Um, 
more customization. Um, basically, each player is going to have their own deck of cards, uh, their own objectives to perform throughout the campaign. And when you complete them a series of times, you get to customize your character in, in more ways. Like if you play the runaway, maybe your pup is going to act a little bit differently now. Or maybe you get a little bit more humanity uh, on average. So it just kind of depends on the objective that you're trying to perform. That sounds really cool. Sweet. I just realized, do we need to talk about Vagrant Song first? I don't... Sure. Okay. Yeah, that okay. might help. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Vagrant Song is a boss battler for two to four players. We're playing as Vagrant's Unhaunted Ghost Train, and we are trying to figure out what the heck is going on in this Silver Ferryman while trying not to go westbound ourselves, which is our, our term for essentially uh, dying and getting caught on the, the Silver Ferryman. That's fine. That's a good enough explanation. I feel like people are going to be coming into this. I at least generally know what Vagrant Song is, considering we've talked about it enough times, and I feel like people that know about the game will be the ones most interested in listening. What am I talking about? Everyone listening, if you don't own Vagrant Song, go and buy Vagrant Song. Play through it an entire campaign. Play through two, and then come back and listen to this. <laughs> Why are you experience. trying to get people to not listen to us? I, it's on pause. They will eventually listen to us, the, but it's more important that they play Vagrant Song. The trick is they need to <laughs> they need to play through those two campaigns quickly because the Kickstarter is soon. Yes. In fact, it might have already started by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Yes. So no sleep, no work, only Vagrant Song. It's the real experience. Sounds mm-hmm. about right. Need <laughs> <laughs> need to make a lot of poor decisions due to a lack of sleep. It's it's thematic. <laughs> Okay, um, so first question I think I would say is one of the most obvious ones. Why do we have two separate expansions? Uh, so they originally did start as one expansion when we were developing them. Um, but what we ended up finding is that certain players wanted certain things. Um, not everyone wanted to revisit content or even experience hard mode. Not everyone needed more content to explore. Um, some people just wanted to play with what they had and get a little bit more replayability, so we decided to split the stuff so that we could accommodate as many player types as we could. Okay. Now, I didn't necessarily... I still don't have memorized what's in which, but what was the decision to put which part where? Uh, yeah, that, that boiled down to each little bit. Um, so the we, we knew that Encore was going to be kind of the bread and butter of it all. It was going to have, I think there's there's a, almost 20 scenarios in there right now, so it's almost the same number as the core game, and lots of new skills and that sort of thing. So the, the type of content that players are looking for when they're looking for more scenarios to play. So uh, And then Short Trip um, kind of just lines up really well with that so that you can play that content in chapter size chunks now so there's unique campaigns per chapter now with new beginnings and new endings so uh, you'll be experiencing that but if you want to experience it all off the rails is going to offer a lot of uh, options for you on top of the short trip on top of the new stuff so it's a seamless blend um if if you did if you did want to get both so sweet i know for me i'm i'm very excited uh to hear that the short trip is available and offers new things as itself. Uh, just because like with the number of like campaign games out there, it can be a little tricky. Just be like, I just want to play 
a session or two of a game tonight and not have this set up or have to take it down and put it back up 18 times until we get through the game. I feel like I can't play anything else, but, and don't get me wrong, I haven't had that issue with Vagrant Song, but just from a, a point of view of anybody going, do I really want another campaign game? Like, I'm really happy that's that's in there as an option. Yeah, and it's got some twists in there, too. Um, so, for example, junk isn't going to work the same exact way in Short Trip. It's um, a little bit more brittle this time around. Uh, so the junk that breaks and stays broken between the scenario and the camp phase is going to stay broken forever. Mm-hmm. But the tier of the junk is going to offer you coins during that camp phase. And you're also going to be able to push yourself difficulty-wise and upgrade into maladies by saying, you know what, I want tier two junk. Let's just get it in here right away. And and uh, in doing so, you're going to also up the difficulty a little bit. So it's a little bit more flexible this time around. You're going to be seeing a lot more junk now rather than your character kind of getting too comfortable, I guess. Uh, you're going to be cycling through your stuff a little bit more often now in short trip, which is nice because, you know, you're, you're only playing seven scenarios for a full campaign. You kind of want to have that ability to mix stuff up more, I, I think. I hope. <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds like you have a great number of new levers to pull to get the the boiler as steamy as you want it for your particular playthrough. Yeah, there's lots of customization. Um, for example, I mentioned those save your soul scenarios. You can opt in on those, or you can leave them out of your your game if you want. There's there's really no pressure um, outside of you don't get to experience the fun stuff if you don't, right? Um, and the way that those are going to work is that you're going to end up going westbound one too many times. And you're going to get stuck on the train, and your buddies are going to have to play a scenario to pull you out and uh, kind of lift you back up. Experience kind of a dark moment of their past that's kind of holding them down, and you know, remind them that they've got friends and it's it's worth helping each other out. Very cool. I did not. I don't know if I was ever knew what the length of the shortened campaign was, but okay, so seven, so roughly a. Th- third yeah so each one's got their own opener and then you've got the the five scenarios uh, as the core for that chapter and then a new ending so Ooh. and i won't spoil who the new baddie <sighs> okay. is you guys are just gonna have to play the game <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no but you can spoil other things. sure yeah yeah there's lots of things i could spoil <laughs> just have to ask um, the right questions. <laughs> or butter you up enough. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> since it since it came up, I did kind of have a question uh, when you were talking about the scenario when one of the vagrants goes westbound too many times. Um, like when you go into that special scenario where you're kind of going into their past, whatnot, does that player have a role in that scenario? So, All the other players so are trying to save it- them? Because the the game is a little bit more character-driven than player-attached to character, like there's a lot of flexibility in who you can play as, um, the way it's essentially going to work is, let's say if you were playing the Runaway and you went westbound one too many times, and you, as a group, opt in to do the Runaway Save Your Soul scenario, you're going to want to play another character while trying to save the Runaway. Um, And the Runaway is going to... um, Vagrants, I'll say, are either going to be an antagonist in that scenario or some sort of significant puzzle element that um, you're going to have to interact with. And uh, trying to skirt around too much specificity to. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. 
But that answer, I think that answers my question in that basically the, the, the character you're trying to save would be kind of acting in the, as a yeah, hand, for the most part, yeah. for the scenario. So you would not be able to play that, you wouldn't be playing that character right. against the others. Okay. That, that might not be fun. That would break the cooperative feel yeah. of the game. Um, is is the number of times you go westbound it's something you can't tell us, or is it like depending on the size of the campaign, or, or, or what? Uh, so if you are westbound as an individual, not like win or lose, uh, if you're westbound at the end of the scenario three times, there's going to be okay. moments for each one of those times, um, so certain other elements are going to impact your play. Um, but once you hit that three mark, um, you can still play that character if if it's the runaway, for example. Um, but they start westbound in the scenario, oh. uh, so it's it's a hard choice to make, you know. Um, but yeah. in in saving them in that scenario, that really will go away, and you'll get something pretty awesome at the end if you win. Wicked! That's awesome. Glad I asked that question now. <laughs> Okay, um, let's we just go through the different parts of Encore, I, I guess. You went over most sure. of the stuff in it. Uh, let's get a look at this list. What are Smoky Bones? So, Smoky Bones are a new type of dice that we're adding to the game. They are essentially luck mitigators, a little bit. Uh, you're going to be earning them through all sorts of effects, junk effects, skills... Um, in-between cards, some scenarios will offer them, um, off-the-rails cards will have them. But essentially, you're going to earn up to two or three, depending on the game mode that you're playing. If you're playing a standard game or short trip, you would only have two. If you're playing off-the-rails, you could have one more resource of Smoky Bones, um, give you a little bit more wiggle room. But essentially how they work is that if you are performing a skill, you rolled some bones, they weren't successful... You can then take your smoky bones, roll those as as many of them as you want, um, and take those numbers that you rolled in the smoky bones and add them to your failed rolls. Um, so there's there's plus twos, there's plus ones, there's a music note which is two automatic successes, and then there's the skull icon which you want to avoid because that's going to wipe out all smoky bone re- uh, resolutions. So a little bit of risk there. Okay, so you can add, is it like a, you need to spend one Smoky Bone benefit on one singular die? Um, if you get the plus two, you can't right, split exactly. that up. Something yeah. like that? Okay. Okay, cool. So that's, there's a nice little gambling mechanic where if you use more, you have more likely to gain successes from that, but you risk a higher chance of losing yeah, everything. Yeah, but and then on top of that, because you're limited in how many you can have, you're still going to want to use them so that you don't just earn them and it just dissipates, you know? So there's a, <laughs> it's a balance between both of those worlds. Is that saying I can't bank 20 of them and roll them? <laughs> One big roll. Look, it'll surely it'll pay off. I won't be there at the game table. If that's what your heart desires, you know, no one's going to stop you. <laughs> oh, dang it. As someone who, who routinely finishes video games with like the 20 elixirs I've right. been hoarding throughout the game and go, Oh no, that was the last boss fight. Now I, why did I hoard those? I'm, I'm glad there's some kind of a use it or lose it uh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are some of the other stuff in Encore? Uh, so we've got uh, generic coins. Those are real <laughs> easy to explain. They're just coins that you earn that um, act as normal coins, except they go away next turn. So 
they're going to allow you to perform more actions. They're kind of like rabbit's feet, only rabbit's feet linger. You can use them whenever the heck you want. These are temporary, um, but you're going to be earning them through various effects too. So more actions, more fun. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I yeah I'd heard about the generic coins, but I wasn't sure exactly how they worked and how they were different from Ravis Fiat. I was thinking like, oh, can I hold on to these and use them in in the in between? But no, nope. they aren't really used for that. Um, but you can. There's enough in the game that you can use them to track like rituals that you've performed and those sorts of coins too. So, um, and there's no limit to how many generic coins you have. It's just the limit is the timer that you've got to to use mm-hmm. them. Then we've also got baggage cards. Um, I mean, we talked about two good things. Let's talk about one horrible thing that's going to happen to you. Uh, Baggage (laughs) cards you're going to be getting through various effects as well. I won't spoil how. Um, But think of these as long-term haint effects that can technically go from scenario to scenario. You're going to put them right on the face of your Vagrant card. Your passive goes away, and now you've got this... uh, Uh, No fun. Uh, and then you've got this long-term haint effect that has uh, uh, a specific way that it gets removed. Um, so good luck with those. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. Why do you? Why do you hate us, Kyle? <laughs> Game design is pain. Okay. <laughs> specific way they get removed. Now, is that like going way out of your way to do that, or is that some are? They're intentionally a little swing. Okay. So some are going to feel less like a negative impact to you, and you're going to really have to change a little bit in how you're playing. Um, and others are just going to be absolutely brutal, and hopefully your friends are going to help you remove it. <laughs> so sounds like they, they each have their own different way of being removed. Is that right? Yeah, so there's 20 baggage cards, okay. there's 20 effects, and 20 removal effects. So they're they're all unique. Nice. Can you spoil anything? Uh, uh, on the baggage cards, uh, is that the thing we want to? Yeah, you get you get one spoil, Doug. Is this what you want? <laughs> oh Ooh. crap! Oh, no. Ooh. No. That's not. No. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could you you would have fooled me. I would have believed you, but no, now you gave it up. No, that's I mean, that's fine. I'm just I'm just hungry for stuff. Be like, hey, come listen to our podcast because Cal spil- <laughs> spoils extra things. Oh, that's fine. Um, okay, so that uh, we talked about short trip stuff. Um, uh, each short trip campaign is yes. going to have its own in between deck as well, and these in between decks are going to work differently. So in the core game, it's numerically ordered. You know, you you perform one, the next scenario you do two. This uh, each short trip now has random decks. Um, where you're going to have more cards in there than there are scenarios, so you're not going to experience all of the short trip stuff for that chapter. So even a, a dash more replayability right there. Um, so, um, and they're all uh, more closely tied to the the new overarching story of the antagonist. So should be fun. There's new junk, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, a bunch of new junk, okay. um, including the Squirrely Squire, which is absolutely my favorite card in the game. Uh, you get a squirrel pet, essentially. As, awesome. Uh, yes. in, like, Excellent. Knight's garb, you know? Like, so. <laughs> Important follow-up question. Is there a standee? 
for the night squirrel? Hmm. Same question. <laughs> Not currently, no. But there is a standee for DC. Uh, yes. So yes. DC Very will good. be a summonable character that uh, can help you in short trip. Yeah. Oh awesome. my god. But he's a cat. He's not going to help us. <laughs> no, the, well, the, maybe, maybe if the boss is like a glass of water on the edge of a table, you summon a cat. Yeah, right tool for the right job. That's all I'm saying. Got to, got to have a uh, battlefield control. Just get the haint on the edge of the table. <laughs> Turn trackers. Yeah. So um, this is just a quality of life thing. Um, some players in the core game were having trouble tracking who went when. Uh, so now you have go and stop. Nice. Just little tokens that, you you know, if you happen to walk away for 20 minutes or something like that, you could always come back to the game and see exactly what the state was. Uh, so. I love that. Yeah, that, I mean, hell, that worked out really, really well for Bonanza Brawl. Yeah. It's just toddler flashcards. Mm. Yep. <laughs> but yours are more thematic. <laughs> Can you reveal any of the new yeah. paints? Yeah, we can talk about a bunch of them. Uh, I'm going to keep some secret. Of course. But, but at this point, we've done uh, on our social media pages, um, you might have seen some of the uh, quick draw stuff that we're, we're posting lately. One of them we recently did was the Dungarvan Whooper. He is based on Canadian mythos. Um, and his story is that he was a... Um, kind of an amateur chef. It was kind of his first job at this lumber camp. Bunch of the lumberjacks went away, except for him and his boss. The Dunlarvin Whooper um, had a money belt that this boss really wanted, and one thing turned to another, and the Dunlarvin Whooper died. Um, we, we don't know who did it. You know, you never know, but supposedly he was... <laughs> what a mystery. <laughs> he was buried in a shallow grave, and supposedly in that forest and along that river, you can hear his his cries or his whoops. Um, so in Vagrant Song, the way we're interpreting that is essentially we have a banshee chef that uh, you are uh, trying to make meals for. So um, it, it should be pretty fun. Sounds really fun. I love that. I didn't know Canada had trains. Or ghosts, as it turns out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I gotta say, and I've been seeing this guy a lot, this this honeyed Henry guy, like He is amazing. He he freaked out. Uh so visually he's um loosely inspired by uh both Bloodborne and uh the Wicker Man, uh that basket. On his head, yep. yep. Not the bees, <laughs> right? Yeah, old old wicker man, very, not Nick uh, Cage wicker man. Okay. <laughs> very uh, very tryptoph- tryptophobia warning. Yeah, on with his guy. belly, yeah. I can see that. That tummy is. Uh, uh, but his uh. his mythos is actually really interesting. So, um, in beekeeping, there's this um, kind of folklore thing that uh, a lot of beekeepers stay attached to, and whenever there's like a marriage or a significant change in one's life or a death in the family, that beekeeper is supposed to tell the bees of, uh, of that instance. Um, otherwise, you know, broken mirror, black hat walking under, you know, it's just bad luck. Um, and here we have honeyed mm-hmm. Henry who died, the beekeeper 
and nobody told his bees of uh, what happened. So now they're running amok, and so is Henry. Oh, dear. I find it hilarious because I actually heard about that on beekeeping TikTok like a week before it got released <laughs> on the uh, Waldo's Weekly or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the question because a lot of, I would like, as most of the folklore that I've heard of is, is either like myths or ghost stories and, and stuff like that. This doesn't really seem like it's originally a ghost story. No. How did you come across it? So, I mean, there's a lot of... Like, the Tommyknocker isn't really a ghost story either. It's just kind of like this bit of folklore that came from Europe and migrated here to America, you know, uh, became part of our culture. And the same with the beekeeping and telling the bees. That's still that's something that came from Europe and is still something that uh, uh, many American beekeepers do today. So it's just really interesting to me. Um, and while a lot of the times we do try to push... Um, existing characters or ex existing ghosts sometimes we want to create something new and exciting based on something odd you know like that also like superstitions all over the place are just wild and it's like well where did that yeah. come from and i really like it it's like what are the consequences of the superstition mm -hmm. yeah kind of put that out there like that's cool <laughs> oh well uh terrifying un un undead bee man <laughs> right, uh, yes <laughs> Good, good, great. Love that. <laughs> Question. Answer. Is there anything, there's there anything in this ex expansion that you wanted to put in the first Vagrant song and couldn't? Oh, yeah. Save Your Soul scenarios. They were really early one of the ideas that we wanted to put in the game, but it came down to time, resources, and event. Like, I have a problem with saying the game is done. You know, like, we, I just want to keep putting stuff into it or keep adjusting or that sort of thing. Um, there came a point where I was like, okay, Kyle, you know, we're, I think, I think what we have here is enough, <laughs> you know. It has to get released eventually. Right. Yes. So, yeah, we ended up uh, cutting that uh, whole idea out. And it was for the best, really, because there was just a lot going on in the core game. But it was a good time to revisit it in the expansion. We knew we weren't going to be making new vagrants but we wanted to dive deeper into their stories. So this was the best way that we could uh, go about that within the theme of the, the game already. So, and Actually, I, I had a question on that. Why no new Vagrants? Uh, so Vagrants in Vagrant Song are really hard to make based on how you acquire skills. Uh, so they're so tied to like the the vagrant specific skills are so closely tied to the end scenario of chapters that while not impossible to to make a new vagrant and add those sorts of things it's just not smooth uh, so ultimately we were happy with the characters that we had and we wanted to just dive deeper into those instead okay you'd almost have to like amend the whole game yeah. just uh, in a couple more vagrants so it's more about providing us with as much content as possible because it's not impossible to add new vagrants, but it would have taken over a lot of the development that you didn't want to do. Yeah, that, and I mean, like, sometimes friction is good. I mean, friction's generally good in games, but in in some aspects it's not. So in this particular area where you're, you've got the songsmith who's working very traditionally in the game, and then 
we would have this other character that's got these outside rules that you would have to deal with. It just it it felt like it would just be too much. So we we wanted to focus on what was already smooth. Uh, yeah, I have I have seen that situation in expansions before for board games where they feel like they need to provide new characters for the players to play, and they end up being really really wonky and either broken or useless. Yeah, we wanted to avoid that. Good call. Understandable. <laughs> like as much as I love uh, Red Dragon Inn, that is basically that that whole that game's whole business. Model. But it works for their system, right? Because you, you just have, like, here's this yeah. chunk of stuff that is just working for that character by himself. But because we went with, like, lessons learned as kind of the theme of how you earn skills and that sort of thing, it just, that part of the, the book was already written, so we didn't want to just errata it for another character. Exactly. Yeah. Did I, I had one more question about the, the final chapter added in Encore. Is there a major difference in slotting it in mid-game versus slotting... Could you slot it into a game that's already completed? Like the base game of Vagrant Song, and then you jump straight into last chapter? Uh, it depends on how far you are. Uh, so if you've reached a certain threshold, it's kind of hard to put it in. Okay. There with, like... I don't, would, you think it's safe to spoil kind of end-game core Vagrant Song stuff at this point? I don't even know. Uh, if you reach, like, the Light Keeper, right? Like, at that point, it's kind of awkward to add a new chapter in but at any point before then uh it it is possible i think if you long you don't go into specific detail of what the hint does we can just say the light sure. keeper yeah. or whatever and good enough yeah, name names are probably fine and then there's a new um so in the core campaign of vagrant song there's uh it goes like chapter of your choice then a hint in a certain order and then another chapter we're adding another uh, hint in that mix uh, in between chapters. So that's where you see Slagpile Annie, which is uh, the hint that we showed off at uh, Gen Con through a bunch of demos and that sort of thing. So um, she is uh, another existing ghost in Pittsburgh at a steel mill. People would talk to her thinking that she was a person. And as it turns out, no, it's just this creepy old ghost lady in the corner uh, helping people out. <laughs> So in this scenario, you're going to be dealing with this uh, fiery furnace that she's trying to manage. So That artwork is adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we move on to Off the Rails, one last, at least for me, one last question. I don't know if this is something you can spoil or not, but I saw a very particular standee at Gen Con, and I had to ask, can you tell us anything about Moth Mommy? Uh... That one I can't really tell you too much about. Um, okay. that's, it's that's a fine. very unique fight. It's something that you've never experienced before. It there's there's basically there's a, a an area of this game where we are expanding upon the Mothman mythos. Uh, so it's not just the mother of moths. It's more than that. And Maybe once the game is out, we can talk about like the the theming and ideas behind that. But I think it might be a little early for me to spoil uh, those story bits. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just we both pointed at it and made squealing sounds. <laughs> We're, we both enjoy ourselves a good Mothman. Anything. So thanks for that. I think I've covered everything on my list. Do we? Does anyone have anything else to talk about? Encore. There's a question on the notes uh, about Kyle's favorite part of Encore. Oh, geez. Um, I would say right 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of really fun things in it. I, I would say that the the thing that pops up in my mind the most right now is a scenario, and that's Mr. Pleasant. <laughs> that sounds ominous. Yeah, yeah very, very. Yeah, yeah. His his scenario is wild, and there's a lot of player choices in there. A little bit of gambling, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a brutal scenario that happens to be a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait for more people to experience that one. I mean, you ask me this tomorrow, though. I'm going to tell you, it's the Wayfarer Save Your Soul oh, scenario. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, so. it 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 is it is the snapshot of um, 805 CST on 917.23. <laughs> Lock it in. Wild's <laughs> favorite. Yes. We're, we're, we've we've got an Excel sheet. Uh, we'll just continue asking you every hour or so. <laughs> we'll just track how your mind goes. There is okay. something Off the in rails. the Kickstarter that we're doing that is super close to my heart that I can't believe is actually happening. And I can't talk about the specifics, but check in September 19th on the Kickstarter. There's something really, really awesome that we're doing, a new scenario that hopefully gets unlocked and uh yeah uh what i can say is that a lot of the game is inspired by music and let's just let's just leave it at that that actually brings to mind another question i had earlier and then forgot and now i've remembered it again um with the core game we became aware of a fantastic playlist that hmm. you uh created uh, will there be an expansion to that as well uh, with the the expansion for Vagrant Uh Probably, yeah. Uh, so that, that playlist came from my inability to let go. Uh, so once the game was done and we hit the print button, you know, the core game, I had a really hard time. Uh, so I made that playlist as a way to, like, bon voyage the whole thing. So, yeah, there'll probably be that moment again. Once the Kickstarter's done, crossing fingers it's successful. And if it is, yeah, I'll probably have that same moment of where like I, I just can't let go of it yet. So who knows if it's gonna be a looking new playlist or just an extension of that one, but we'll see. Either way, looking forward to it because uh literally every time we've played like in the house, that playlist goes yeah. on and it just it sets the mood just perfect. That's awesome. Remind us what off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> So Off the Rails is another expansion. It's a smaller one, um, but it's going to add replayability and higher difficulty to the game. Each scenario is going to have its own Off the Rails card, which is going to include additional setup, um, some uh, adjustments, two new events, X and Y, that are going to be in each scenario, and then also a new paint effect that's going to be good for you, bad for you, um, called the Poison Berry. And that's going to add more actions for these haints. The way it works for you is that you can get rid of a haint effect on yourself or an adjacent buddy. But whoever has the haint effect loses one humanity, so be careful. Um, and then there's three in the bindle for the haint to draw, too. And um, if you thought apples were bad actions, just wait till you see poison berries. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, wasn't this game hard enough? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of faces uh, no. uh, when uh, explaining what Off the Rails was at Gen Con. It's like, yeah, it's a uh, higher difficulty. You know, the jaw dropped, eyes wide, slowly walk away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so was there was there 
any sort of like call for a higher di- higher difficulty or was this something that you felt needed to be done or where did the idea come uh, from? It it actually it's it's both higher difficulty and uh replayability. So <clears throat> the the way the game the core game was designed, it was designed to be played essentially one full time. If you can get thirty hours out of that game, to me that's awesome. Uh, the average board game only gets played like two to four times ever on its shelf life. So if you get through a full campaign of 23 scenarios, fantastic. What I didn't expect is that players kept going back to the campaign and playing it over and over again, which is awesome. <laughs> but oh, darn, uh, I envy those players. <laughs> but in doing so, I wanted to give those players a little bit more, um, um, uh, more things to experience um, where we could add lore. We added more, um, and uh, a few little extra puzzles. I'm really excited about the uh, Lady in Limestone off the rails card in particular. Um, that one adds a brand new puzzle to that to that fight, um, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, um, they basically mix up everything. Um, but it's not like a, a complete overhaul. We're talking about like a tarot card for each uh, card uh, for each scenario. So it's um, a little bit of a mix up, but not overwhelming. So poison bearing, yeah. Is it the same rarity as apples? Then it is. Yeah, uh, it's there's three in there. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's another good one. Uh, another thing I absolutely love about Vagrant Song is how you all designed the box insert because it is just Chef's kiss perfect on using the space in that box. I'm imagining we're going to get like separate boxes for this, but is there any plans? For, yes. I don't know, maybe a stretch goal for box that puts everything together. Let him finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's excited. Let him be excited. Uh, yes, there. I mean, hopefully we get that far <clears throat> is really all I can say. Um, we are planning on an improved insert as a stretch goal that will work for Encore and the core game, and then the possibility of a deluxe box, but it really just kind of depends on how the Kickstarter goes. So let's just all collectively cross fingers together and we'll, we'll get that box unlocked. <laughs> cross fingers. You heard the man, folks. Yep. So pledge, pledge the kicks. This is the call to action. Yep. I need a single box. <laughs> I need it to look like a train and I need to be able to put DC on it. Okay. Right. So you can yep. suplex it. I get it. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You got, you got to, got to suplex the box. <laughs> I've noticed that you can't fit DC in the regular box. Can we fit in the deluxe one? The plushie? <laughs> or like the actual, yes. like an actual cat? Is <laughs> the plushie. <laughs> He's a part of the game. Take your pick. His cards fit in. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, what I will say is that he's not the only plushie we're doing. Excellent. So that's pretty exciting. Um we're, one of the stretch goals that we're doing is a ghost plush. Ooh. It's going to be um, uh, just, I think, uh, about six inches tall. But what it's going to include is a zipper at the bottom that holds six glow-in-the-dark bones. So um, hopefully we get that unlocked as well, because that's pretty <laughs> exciting. Fun. That's very Ooh. fun. What is wrong with you? Ghosts don't have bones. <laughs> Why, well, you can take them out. It's not the ghost's bones. It doesn't have to be their okay. bones. When, when the ghost leaves the body, the bones fall out, and that, that's why you have skeletons lying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
I was just thinking Bone Thief. Yeah. Bone Thief. Okay, new scenario. Let me just get some notes down. <laughs> A bones. It takes your bones. A bonus for next Gen Con. <laughs> um, well, while we're on it, I think that leads us nicely into talking about uh, other benefits of the Kickstarter. Um, so we can we can further get people excited. Uh, what other uh, stretch goals that you're thinking about that maybe you're most excited about? Well, there's like the one that I kind of already mentioned and didn't mention is the one that I'm really the most excited about. Um, and people should know what that one is on day one. Um, that will be revealed on day one. Um, so just wait on that. But it's one of my favorite artists, and I can't believe this is happening. Um, Fantastic. The, we talked about the plush. Um, there's going to be a poker deck Ooh. that um, is playable in-game. Um, so it's going to come with a junk card that um, basically you have it's not quite war um, it's a game of life and death between you and DC um, but if you play it with this poker deck you might get benefits during the camp phase so it's a really unique junk card because um, it works in the camp phase not anywhere else um, so yeah are there are there jokers in that deck yeah yeah <laughs> excellent excellent so nice I can't imagine why we would need to know that. You know, maybe yeah. maybe a little crossplay somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> fellow fellow deck addicts, wait, no, I don't have a problem. I can stop whenever I want. Kickstarter pledge deck. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, pledge for deck. Get entire game expansion. <laughs> uh, and then we have like um, pretty standard stuff, but still stuff that's exciting to me, like more junk cards at stretch goals. Um, more in-between cards for their short trip campaigns um, and that sort of stuff. So um, lots and lots I can spoil. I probably shouldn't because my boss probably will listen to this. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we could just we could edit post, that out. We could yeah. wait and and post at the very minute the Kickstarter goes live, and then they yeah, can't then it's be not mad. spoiled yet. There we go. <laughs> um, there was a new- I don't think we talked about bridge of leaves at all mm, yeah so bridge of leaves is the new chapter in encore um that's the one that is going to have the whooper in it it's gonna have henry in it it's gonna have mother of moths and uh so on and so forth so why why the name why the name bridge of leaves um yes in truth it came from a death metal record uh <laughs> there's nice. there's a band that i really love called wolves in the throne room and they came out with a record that is like techno ambient kind of thing, like very, very different from what they normally do called Celestite. And there's a song called, all right. on it called Bridge of Leaves. And thinking about that song and uh, kind of um, the inspirations of where Vagrant Song came from, like over the garden wall and how the game feels very like autumn appropriate. It it just it just made sense to me to to make this connection to something else musically that I love. So, oh, that's when you first crack open Vagrant Song, all that pumpkin spice. Right. Falls yeah, out. that's that's why. <laughs> yeah. Buy over the. Did your copy come with acorns wall. at the bottom? Or 
ate all those. Was, was I supposed you to save this? those? Okay. No, we missed yeah. out on the acorns. Squirrel got That's an in-game first. resource. So. <laughs> ah, shoot. No wonder it was so hard. It was for the squirrel right. in the expansion. Yeah. I should have known. God dang it. Foreshadowing. Through. If only there was some other way to get acorns. <laughs> oh, hmm. Literally no other way. They went extinct yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Really, um, really bad. So Nobody's seen an acorn around these parts in twenty years. <laughs> I don't have a medicine the acorns in a tree are ghosts. The acorns are ghosts. Is that yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's your what's okay? We asked this about Ankur. What's your favorite part of Off the Rails? Currently at eight seventeen. I, I think the CST. entire previous deed system is something that the game really lacked. Um, there's already a lot of customization in the game, but I think this element is what the game really needed in order to make characters feel like individuals rather than just constantly working together. This is going to make players think, do I go after this thing that's going to push towards a ritual or after the haint? Or I'm really close to unlocking this for myself. Maybe I should do something that's not so much (laughs) worse for the group, but it's certainly going to curtail things a little bit. Um, and that sort of decision making, I think, is an element that was lacking. And on top of that, being able to say, you know what, this passive just really isn't quite working for me. Maybe I want to get this new objective complete so I can change up my passive. Or maybe I want to play the Empress more tanky and I need more humanity. So now I can do that sort of thing. So those sorts of little um, levers that each player can pull based on the openness of this objective system, I think, is going to give players a lot more control over who they're playing. Okay, I've got several stuff. One, can you just give an exa- example of like one of these goals? Yeah. L- uh, let me let me open the active file right now. <laughs> who's <laughs> what character do you guys want to? Uh, who's who's the favorite character right now? Songsmith. Okay. Yeah. All right. We all look like him. Okay. Yep. All right, so these aren't easy uh, uh, tasks to perform. Um, But what is nice is that if you're playing Short Trip, you're only going to have to do them twice to unlock it, but during a normal full campaign, it's three times. So this one's six feet with a six string. During your turn, successfully perform four different skills without any other character in range three of you. So do that a series of times to complete that. Wow. Right, yeah, yeah, not that hard. But... Yeah. That one unlocks uh, more humanity for the the, the songsmith. He's going to get two more humanity hearts nice. upon completing that. So, um, yeah. So there's all sorts of. Um, I mean, that's the, kind of the most straightforward of the rewards. But um, some might increase the range of your exclusive skills, for example. Um, some might give you uh, smoky bones based on various triggers, like. Maybe a character, when they suffer a wound, they'll gain a smoky bone and that sort of thing. So these little modules will help you customize your character and fill out those weak spots. Very cool. I, now, yeah, now that you mentioned, I am most excited about that because um, I don't... You're a game developer. You realize that probably one of the problems, at least problems I run into when I do cooperative games is, is it playable where one person basically tells everyone else what to right. do. Like, I have that problem with Pandemic. Um, and I didn't have that is- issue really with Vagrant Song because everyone's too complex for someone to really be able to judge 
juggle and make the best decisions, but now you add greed <laughs> into the game. <laughs> yes. It's perfect. I love it so much. You're going to make it's, us it's yell very, at each it's other. It's very fitting in theme as well. Mm-hmm. And it's DC who gives you these devious deeds. Right. Oh, of course oh, it is. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I love that cat way too much. <laughs> He's a good cat. So this is launching after the Kickstarter? We can make it launch we after We can make it launch after the Kickstarter. Uh, so if this launches a few days after, I'll spoil one more thing. Uh, okay. A deal. A bargain. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so there's another scenario that we're working on right now as a stretch goal. Um, and if you're a runaway player, you're going to lose your mind. Um, so it's a dog catcher scenario. No. Based loosely off of the old blue ghost story, which is a story about uh, this guy who won a lot of money, brought his dog to a bar, bragged probably a little bit too much, and um, he and his dog unfortunately passed away due to the selfishness of someone else. Um, What we're doing with that is we're turning that selfish character into a dog catcher who is catching a bunch of pups. But after the scenario the runaway is going to have the option of five new pups to, to play. Whoa! So instead of just having, you know, if, if, if you don't connect with like a shaggy collie that that's in the game right now, maybe you connect with a basset hound instead, or uh, a uh, Doberman. Uh, I think we have a Chinese crested right now, um, a Boston terrier and a Chihuahua. Uh, and oh my God, uh, that's there's awesome. um we, we plan on running a poll. Um, if that dog catcher gets unlocked, uh, we're going to be hoping to run a poll to have uh, a fan-made sixth pup to to choose from. So, Ooh. so yeah, that one. I've been I holding on to that for so long because I love basset hounds, and we're getting a basset hound into the game. So I've got two yes. myself. So it's, yeah, uh, oh. real, real, real excited about that one. Cool. We'll make sure this comes out just slightly after the Kickstarter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just cut this. You know, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> can, can, we are fully going to cheat and throw our weight of our entire uh, Discord behind one choice. <laughs> yep. Break the vote. Yep. The uh, yeah, con- considering we've had nah, like you know, those, and, they they won't agree on anything. Yeah, and and considering you know we've had like an entire episode at least once talking about the pets of Malifaux. Like yeah, that that needs to stay, and it's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> still haven't put that out because we haven't finished the second half. <laughs> <laughs> so for clarity, uh, I don't care if this is in here or not. We uh, last the last Port Authority episode was going to be the wholesome one. Where you and then were... we spent the entire episode just giving everybody pets. <laughs> we gave every single person that every single master that did not have a pet a pet, uh, which took like two and a half hours. So we said we were going to have that be the first half of the episode. Does because Walter is on the base for Tull, does he also get a pet, or how how does that work? How how deep are we going here? Petception. Well, Walter's to... not his pet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I would have to. <laughs> I would the cannon. The cannon are Paul's pets. <laughs> I would honestly have to go back and listen to the recording again to know 
where we drew the lines for pets. <laughs> uh, yeah, vamp. I'm finding it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Did you know I'm we have a Malifaux book like... coming out, too? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy how that works. Are there more pets in it? Yes. It's the butts one. Yeah, but it's... it's uh... Good. Okay. Depends on how you define a pet. Yeah, usually these kinds of pets are kept in jars. More than, uh... Oh, dear. <laughs> Is this the one where everybody gets put into the bayou so they can all be perfectly balanced? Right. Yeah, that's that's the okay. expansion. <laughs> um, everyone is 100% bayou. Um, everyone gets a frog. Wonderful. <laughs> Yay! Very good. I'll hold you to that. Frogs for everyone. Just to... Okay, I have the list. I don't know if we actually gave every single one of these people a pet. But with Justice, Perdita, Sonia, Dashiell, Bass, Lucius, Nelly, Hoffman, Molly, Kirais, Seamus, Yanlo, Jackdaw, Von Stuck, Reva, Question Mark, Castor, Sandeep, Tony, Karis, Mayfang, Damien, Rasputina, Colette, Titania, Nekama, Question Mark, Euripides, Pandora's, Rida, Von Schill, Leviticus, Victoria, Zip, Parker... Someone said Parker has zip, so I don't know if we did that. Teary, some has Earl. I think in. I think I made that joke. Actually. Good. I think in the episode we decided that like a person couldn't be a pet. Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise we would have done. Um, oh, right, forgot his name. Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, Poor summer, Sam. summer, summer. Ma Wong, Ophelia, disappointment on Kyle's face. Three, Masaki, Asami, Lynch, Shenlong, McCabe, Anya, Maxine, Ivan, Nexus? Question mark. Now here's my question: and, How far along are we on the project to get that list sent to Weird Al so he can make a polka out of it? Oh goodness! <laughs> I okay. So like my highlight, my favorite one off that list, and then we'll continue on with the actual interview. <laughs> is that we decide that we're going to give Lynch. A possum. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds no right. notes. Sweaty like trash we're man. Spoiling steam powered scalpels content. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back, Malifaux ba- Port Authority. Back. Yes. Back to the interview, kind of, sort of. Um. Uh, yeah, we can just talk about stuff now. Those are like most of what we wanted to talk about. And there's a couple be mean here things, but I'll save those for a little bit later. Yes, I know. I see. Um. <laughs> We saw, I saw a neoprene board. Is that something that's involved with yeah. this project? Uh, so there's two neoprene uh, products as stretch goals. Um, one's going to be a dice tray um, that you can unlock as an add-on. And the, this, we're also doing a neoprene mat for the game board as well. So um, just optional things that um, you can or can't you know, choose not to get. It's entirely up to you. That, that is one of the biggest reasons why we are doing this Kickstarter is you know, we wanted to do this fun stuff with the game. Uh, and there's just no way to do that reasonably uh, without, you know, people telling us they want it. And this is the easiest, you know, avenue of communication is, is uh, crowdfunding in this way. So hopefully players like some of the, the bells and whistles that we're adding in. I do. Yeah, I love it. I'm all. I'm so excited. <clears throat> me. Gotta have bells and whistles to the train, or else nobody can hear it coming. Right. Very, yeah. Very safety forward. Well, that's one thing we just missed. Then I guess I got to put the bells and whistles. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should do. You should do an official silver ferryman like train whistle. There it is. 
Those big wooden ones. <laughs> Let me just get the notebook. I think it's actually. <laughs> I, wanna, I, I think it's actually like really affordable to get those things engraved. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. I've never made one myself, but I mean, you'd be surprised about some of this stuff. Like, uh, really, like the flattened coins and that sort of stuff that we've uh, looked into. All you gotta, you know, just gotta get a real train, just crunch it under, and do that three thousand times. And- <laughs> I was wondering if we're going to go through the entire thing without making a suplex and a train joke. Oh, I must have missed that one. My bad. I was like, okay, you made it available. I was talking about the the box needing to be train shaped. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that. And Kyle made the suplex the train joke. It's it's, It's a running thing. You put it. There is you put a ghost train through the breach, you can suplex that. Now we've got Casey, a trained man, you can suplex him. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's gotta it's gotta show up sometime in, in Vagrant Song. You just take the board and you flip it upside down. <laughs> you find the secret underboard that nobody noticed. I didn't realize this board was magnetic. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, any questions, guys? Any stuff? Any stuff you suggest? You want? You want to suggest some like stretch goals? Because we're so inventive over here, and we have great ideas. <laughs> Not that it's too late or anything. Yeah, I'd love to just yeah, none, start none the project over again days before. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, Silly conductor hat. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The weird logo. Would a bandana be? Ooh, bandana's not bad. Okay, I can get with a bandana. Okay. Ooh, okay. So I've got mitts, and so I have issue of basically Pringles canning our oh, bindle so bag. Bindle Is there bag. a bit? A, huh. Oh yeah. I, 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 yeah. There's gonna be one. <laughs> Sounds like Kyle's yeah. two steps ahead of us. <laughs> um, this is definitely not a stretch of gold kind of thing, but the fact that Mako Joe's coming up in the iconic line makes me desperately want mm. yeah there he is makes me desperately want iconic westbound vagrants mm. oh. Oh. i can't confirm or deny anything like that um <laughs> Mako Joe is, we're not asking you we're just talking. yeah Mako Joe's a bit of an experiment for us we're um i obviously love the idea um we're hoping our community likes it too it hasn't come out yet but i mean if it does well for us, who knows? Maybe we'll have uh, Giant Lion DC. You know, you never know. <laughs> if that one happens, requesting right now that there is a Malifaux-sized one so that he can proxy is something. I don't care what. <laughs> Sabertooth Cerberus or something? Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Or, you know, give give him a little junk shield, make him the, the uh, uh, Explorer's Emissary. Okay. That'd be cool. Sure. <laughs> I was I was a little surprised Mako Joe wasn't coming with a little a little Joe to be like a Tatsuba or something. Yeah, That'd we cool. we made the decision really early on to not cross over this game in Malifaux. Yeah, um, they're, they're, I get it. Yeah, I mean, and even then we've kind of broken that rule once with Casey Jones. You know, like that was <laughs> very early one of the the haints on our list. Um, and I think I actually explained this in your Discord is that what ended up happening is. Mako Joe and Casey Jones just ended up filling the same kind of spot in our game. Um, so we ended up scrapping Casey Jones. And we it wasn't like 
at that time we were thinking, okay, Casey's going to Malifaux. Like that wasn't the decision. It was more like, okay, that <laughs> idea is scrapped. Let's put it in the the let's not forget forever book, and uh, we revisited it. And uh, yeah, um, now we have a guy with a train tearing through his chest. So. <laughs> That'll buff right out. He has, he has big. He has big vagrants. Uh-huh. Yeah. I desperately want to see the Let's Not Forget This Forever book. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's a book. Yeah, that's a, that's a trove of secrets. That's, right that's an encyclopedia volume. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Speaking of, though, we've mentioned a couple times, like, hey, you had ideas for Vagrant Song core, and those didn't make it. We're doing one Kickstarter. Um, is this is this it? The book is closed because someone said, Kyle, get your fingers out of the box. We're closing it, and you want all ten <laughs> fingers? Or is there the chance that Kyle pries the box open and goes, we're adding another train car? (laughs) Even if I was to continue developing Vagrant Song after this Kickstarter, I will not be adding more train cars. Um, (laughs) How would you you do that? Oh my god, that sounds like a train car. Metaphorical train car. That's for the game developer to decide. It is kind of funny because we started off with a modular train board with like 12 different train cars right off the bat. They were double-sided, did different things and that sort of stuff. But setup was really important to us when developing the core game, and that made setup a bear. So we decided on going with the one board and just making sure that it took two or three minutes to set up. But to answer your question, is more Vagrant Song in the pipeline, so to speak? I can't say honestly i'm not sure um so right now i'm actively working on wrapping up vagrant song encore and off the rails it's in current development and we're hoping on wrapping it up a few weeks after the kickstarter so that in itself is fairly unique you're not going to be waiting two years to get the stuff always nice oh my god i mean it's basically a, a a few weeks to clean stuff up to review everything and then we're hitting the print button so it's just waiting on the production side of stuff. Um, so there's that. But uh, I'm not sure yet if I'm done with Vagrant Song, like mentally as a designer. Um, I bet you I have still a few ideas scattered about, but ultimately I think that decision is really going to come from the community more than me. If players want more, who am I to say no? You know, If that comes down to another expansion or individual scenarios um i don't know um i know that i have a hundred other game ideas that i would like to make at some point but i'm still happy to develop in this world too so we'll see cool okay uh nope never mind lost it someone else (laughs) uh no, I, I should have done this at the beginning. I'm sorry. Congratulations for selling out again. Yes. A third, yeah. third Gen yeah. Con in a row? Yeah, isn't that unreal? I, I still can't believe that. Um, Freaking awesome. Ooh. I'm yeah. starting to think people <laughs> like this game. Uh, we had one plushie <laughs> left. Like, even all the other scenarios, like the bonus scenario and the Fox Sisters, those sold out, um, I think, Saturday. Um, and we had one DC left, and we brought a ton of them. So, yeah, I, I'm still amazingly humbled by this because this was I, I remember the day i was pitching this to to nathan my boss and uh, this was the hail mary like crazy idea that i did not anticipate landing it was just too strange you know and 
I can't believe it caught his interest, and I can't believe it's caught the interest of so many others. So it's it's amazing. Say from an outside perspective, I'm not surprised. It's, I mean, it's it's proven it's a concept that works. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm noticing that we now have another fish tank <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> can can you promise us? Tour. Can you promise us the next time we interview you, you'll have a third? I already have three. <laughs> yeah, there's... well, you have to move it into the background. I don't, I don't care if you yeah. have. You can have thirty. I've got, I yeah, I've got two behind me. I've though. got one upstairs in the living room. Uh, the one upstairs is uh, a yellow shrimp tank. Uh, it's really green, heavily planted, and you see all these hundreds of yellow shrimp. Uh, it's fun that way. Um, this one is a brand new tank that I just started up. It's got black neon tetras in it. It's a warmer tank. If you want to get into real uh, fish tank nerddom, having a warm tank is harder. It more algae growth, that sort of thing. Uh, you got to have specific fish, yada yada. Um, but this is this is the pride and joy right here, the thirty gallon that has vampire shrimp in it. And that's yeah. that's fun to say, even though they're not dangerous at all. They just do this all day. <laughs> yeah, they're they're filter feeders, <laughs> like a real vampire. Uh, so they just fan out. But the the reason why they're called vampire shrimp is their two big claws up front look like teeth. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Let let the record show. After the last time we talked about your your fish tank, Megan went out and got a vampire shrimp who oh, is really? named Vlad, and he has gone from like. Two inches long to like five inches long. He is huge. He's a, he's a big boy. So fun. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't bother cool. anybody. You know, yeah. they just hang out in the spot and just fan all day. What's really funny is is a couple of the angelfish in there. They will like try and and grab something that he really <laughs> likes, and he's like, no. So before they even get close, he has like his little antenna, and he will use it like a rapier. Just be like, no, go away, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> Perry repost antenna. It's just really funny to watch. Okay, I can, now I can, I can say do the mean thing. There you go. <laughs> it, it is Doug be mean to Perfect. Kyle hours. Doug be mean to Kyle hours. Hey Kyle, you know you know how like the first interview you said, hey, you're just kind of a little anxious to come onto our show because you're afraid we'd ask you about your like OTP and your the the characters are like your children, right? Pick your favorite child. What's your favorite <laughs> vagrant? And what's your favorite haint? <laughs> <sighs> okay, so again, as of eight forty Central Time, yeah, they're all um, listening right now. <laughs> I think I think the Songsmith is probably still my favorite. That was one of the earliest characters I came up with, and it just kind of it made sense. We needed to have that character in this game, and I also like the the generalist approach to to how he plays. Um, a close second runner up would probably be the Curse Bearer. I uh, think she's a, a powerhouse that I just really like that playstyle of a melee glass cannon. Um, and then after that, if uh, the the stealth pick would be the Wayfarer, I think anyone who uses the Wayfarer and thinks he's underpowered is not using him properly. I think that he can hit like an absolute hammer if uh, you set him up right. I love him. I've had a, I've had a ton of fun playing him. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's a resource hog, and he can do so much with them. Haints. Let's see. Uh, so in the core game, I think the thirteenth of Leeds is up there. I, I just like the flow of the fight. It's really off kilter, and that you have to be a dance partner and dance uh, around with them everywhere. 
in Encore, I, I mentioned uh, uh, Mr. Pleasant. I, I think he's probably a favorite of mine in that one. And then uh, the Save Your Soul scenarios. I really like what we did with uh, the Wayfarer scenario. The Curse Bearer one, you're going to experience a little bit more. You're going to find more about that demon that's been chasing her. Um, so that's going to be really fun or horrible, depending on your luck. Um, <laughs> The Runaway is going to bring some feels, so be prepared for that one. So yeah, it just really kind of depends. One of my favorite mechanisms in the core game is really late in the game, uh, the first Skellyman fight and how you revisit uh, so many ghosts and they keep coming back. I really love that. And we crank that up and off the rails. Instead of three, you're going to be dealing with four, so good luck. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, awesome. Among other horrible things. Uh, so, yeah, no, it really just kind of depends. Um, Mako Joe has a soft spot for me because that was the first scenario that we wrote for the game. That was the one that we pitched to my boss and said, this is what it looks like. What do you think? And he gave the thumbs up. So that, that one felt really good. Lady in White holds another special spot in my heart because that was... It's kind of weird to explain, but that's the one where we, we realized how we can escalate the fight in like an, a three-act structure. Once we figured out that that was the core of the game, is uh, each fight changes throughout, uh, it, I, I feel like we really hit our, our sweet spot in development, and Lady in White was the the trigger that did that for us. So, And that, I've been told, is the least favorite fight for many people because of how soul-crushing it is, which is fine. You know, it, just don't hang out in the cold. Yeah, get good scrub. <laughs> yeah, S- sounds like a skill <laughs> issue. Good. You heard, you heard the developer get good. <laughs> yeah, le- legitimately, I remember that fight being really fun. Something might be wrong with me. I might play t- too many FromSoft games. And that one, yeah. But how about how about I return that question on you all? Uh, do, yeah. Does anyone have a favorite scenario? Because uh, I'd love to hear that. Oh. Man, let me let me run to my copy. I will okay. give you the name because I don't want to spoil what happened. I know for me, scenario wise, I think it is either Lady in White or the Blackbird. Ooh, the Blackbird, yeah, yeah. And I I really enjoyed both of those, and I don't want to spoil things about them. Uh, but I thought both of those did very cool things. As far as the actual the favorite vagrant, I have always played the Songsmith when we play, and that is got the shirt there so it's either him or the runaway because that's who megan plays and you, you got the pop. Right. you gotta love the pop. <laughs> i don't think victoria and i are gonna pick favorites because we ran our campaign like before the worst part of COVID. yeah and our, our game group fell apart so we stalled <sighs> out now i did say that my favorite was a songsmith but i'm gonna do your what you did and not actually pick a favorite. <laughs> I really like the revivalist. Okay. The way that's hand the way you just kind of handle that subject without handling that subject. And the fact he's just the, the eternal sad boy. We do <laughs> stand tank. We, we do stand an eternal sad boy here. I like myself some tanks as well, and he's a bit of a tank. Do we do we switch to talking about favorite vagrant? Just do both. I gave my favorite vagrant both. just because. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the Wayfarer. He's been really fun. 
and rolling back to favorite scenario, suffocation station. <laughs> really? Ooh. That's that, that. That's wild. To that me. threw the whole table on a loop. <laughs> we we were all like, "Whoa! What the what the hell?" <laughs> there will be another puzzle scenario in Encore. Awesome. And that will probably be okay. as crushing as Suffocation Station. So enjoy that. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. During playtesting, that was the one uh, feedback I got most frequently. Like, eh, maybe a little too much on this one. Uh, maybe dial that one down. Uh, and I said no. So good luck. Uh- <laughs> Skill issue. <laughs> Kyle said get good. Kyle get said good. get good. Uh. Who's your favorite vagrant, Vic? Uh, I've been curse bearer since day one. She's so she's so dope. That old knife, yep. strange blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've weirdly on on ours because uh, Eli was playing curse bearer uh, before he moved out. Uh, we gave her the boxing gloves. Okay, <laughs> sure. And, and and so anything but a one hits and does two. I think it was. <laughs> so Eli was just like. I'm just going to load up all the other skills for utility and just punch the thing. <laughs> blade? What blade? Sometimes that's how you have to be reminded of your humanity, you know? Just a smack across the face. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, Some people do it through hugs right. and songs. No, the curse bear punches. Sure. Mm-hmm. How do you restore ghosts with boxing? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, that's all the stuff I wanted to ask. I think that was a, that's a pretty good time. Does anyone else have anything else they want to say? I, I just want to point out that when we when we come into one of these with an actual like plan and are impressed want to impress Kyle uh, to, to make him like us and come back on, we get these done in like an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> so clearly, we need we need Kyle to come back for every episode just to get us started. I'm just gonna pop in. Perfect. A focus topic. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll just send you every single link we ever have in case you decide to just pop in. And I'll mute myself. It'll scare It'll all be- of us. I'll just be the nervous factor. You gotta, you gotta keep you on your <laughs> just watch. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if Monica, Kimberly, and I can have the conversations with that. <laughs> right? <I'll> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, I'm not. What the the real thing there is? You don't know if you can have the conversations you have and Kyle stay. <laughs> <laughs> and I. <laughs> Three minutes in, and <laughs> it just unmutes the mic. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, and then he leaves. Keeps the mic muted. Just pours a large glass of whiskey. Just <laughs> stares at the camera. Just disappointed. That's when I replace myself with the lantern. It's just and I just walk away. Yeah, mm, there it is. <laughs> Perfect. Do you mean, Kyle? Your head is a lantern right now. Oh, right. Yeah, I am getting a little red. So. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing, and I am mostly joking. Mostly joking. But you said your boss might listen to this, so I'm, this is actually for your boss. Oh when this oh when dear. this Kickstarter becomes a success, Joel. please, please do not pull a Steamforged Games and kill Malifaux just to make Kickstarter <laughs> board games. Please. I can guarantee that Malifaux is just fine. Awesome. Yes. Good. That'd be that'd be the most no, no. unexpected turn of the century. It's, it's most of our content we needed to live. <laughs> That's our bread and butter. That's our flagship. You know, there's what's, Malifaux's not going anywhere. We love the game. Oh, someone please think of the podcast. <laughs> right. 
Someone think of the steam-powered scoundrels. <laughs> I mean, at that point, we just we just pivot over to the other side and just single-handedly make the the community for that explode. Which oh, so so they'll they'll drop Malifo, <laughs> but keep the, the other, other side, side. Yep, totally. <laughs> and honestly, I'm I'm really hoping this is a whole different topic, but I'm really hoping that the the new book dropping for that uh, and, and the new uh, allegiance coming out, allegiances uh, really. Gives that another chance because I've, I've we've all said it a hundred times. Best like system of war game on tabletop that unfortunately yeah. not enough people. Are yeah, we, we we hope and, the same. Uh, I think the Kimon play awesome. Mm-hmm. They're very unique uh, on the table, and those models. I don't know if you've seen them, but mm-hmm. uh, we are going with a different plastic, and it's night and day difference. Uh, the stuff is unreal. Awesome. And that looks like. Get back to painting my cult so I can just announce game nights with as many flaming Elmo gifts as possible. <laughs> I still need to figure out the kilt situation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we turn this into a whole other side podcast, <laughs> we should probably let Kyle go. He does need yeah, sleep. he probably needs he probably needs some sleep. Or just to stare at a ceiling and not sleep and think about vagrant song stuff. Which I'm assuming he does every yeah, night. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't it doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's really not much else to do in my basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do appreciate the notebook. Um, You're saying it's, it, the, it's the lacking of a pen that makes yeah. things different. That's what you have blood for. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Hey, yeah. He explained it. Roman. I just don't like it. No no no. It. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Well hey, it, if you check the secret fourth fish tank, there is an octopus in there, they make ink. <laughs> You got this. <laughs> we gave you a box to give to him, Ron. <laughs> oh, that was for him? That's in the fish tank, too. <laughs> look, at a, look at a Roman's basement is slowly turned into a point-and-click adventure game. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get ye flask in Roman's basement? Go to Jake's wedding. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm cutting us off. <laughs> Good. Almost, almost an hour and a half. Thank you so much for giving us your time, Kyle. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I love being on this uh, podcast. You guys are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest We're way to the, say what we are. <laughs> certainly something. The aura of Jane Goodall that just uh, surrounded you as you said that. Like, uh, that says it all. <laughs> all right. Um, so again, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Roman, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Victoria. E. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And go out and buy a Vagrant Song. Go about go out and buy a second copy and give it to your friends. And then support the Kickstarter. We need your help. We love you very much. Want that nice box? Yep. Yeah. Yes. We need the nice box. And and if Come you're on. lazy on, and don't know how to make a Google search for it, we're gonna put a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. So if you just haven't looked yes. at those. Do the swipe or whatever you need to do on your podcatcher of choice and click the button. And then click the pay Kyle button. <laughs> I mean I mean support the Kickstarter button. Yeah, we'll just we'll just spam it in the Discord and we'll go harass every Discord we know and make them spam it. And it'll be great. It'll be fun. It will we'll just annoy people slightly, but it'll be us that will annoy them. Like, we might annoy you, but still go on the Kickstarter because you really deserve it. We're deserves it. 
guys make such good shit. Anyways, that has been us, the Steam Powered Scoundrels, plus our fun guest Kyle, signing off. And as I always say, fun is always king. Enjoy your vagrant song 2.0. Hobo a go go is what I called it. Yeah. Yep, that's the name you gave it. Yep. It's the name you gave it. It's a great name. Good name. All right. Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.